Hello, sports fans, and welcome to another edition of Yesterday Sports on the Sports History Network. And make sure to check out sportshistorynetwork.com slash giveaways. I have two signed books I'm giving away. One is titled No Nonsense Old School Weight Training, and the other is Reliving 1970s Old School Football. I'd like to welcome everybody back to the Footballers Family Podcast. And I'm sitting here just had some thoughts coming up. You know, the new books are coming out, the Athlons, the Street Smith books are coming out. And I'm just so excited. I tell myself at the beginning of the football season, I'm just going to buy one. One ends, ends up with two, ends up with three, and they end up owning them all and wondering, what am I going to do with what I own? But that's okay. That's neither here nor there. Everybody's got their problems. Uh, and that's one of mine. But I had some thoughts that came up with some of the recent events that come up it, that's happened during the NFL preseason or the well, I don't even know if this is the preseason, but before the season comes out. And I want to share some of my thoughts and and I want your opinion. Just message me at Jeremy underscore McFarland on Twitter. And, and if you want to come on the podcast and talk about your team, just just let me know. But here's some things that have happened recently that I am really just uh, just interested in. Number one, the selling of the Washington Commanders. Uh, $6 billion for a football team. I don't know, $6 billion worth it. It probably is really worth it to get rid of Dan Snyder. I am not happy. Of course, if you're if you're a Commanders fan or a football team or a Redskins fan, you're probably happy that he's gone. But I'm not happy that it got to this point. He took a very good, a very well-run team from, I believe, 99 is when he bought it and ran the team into the ground. Joe Gibbs got his Super Bowls and with with sort of unnamed or unknown quarterbacks. Uh, Doug Williams being a really good quarterback, but Mark Rippon, not so much. But you had class, you had dignity, and here comes Dan Snyder and just blows it away. For nearly 30 years, he ran that team into the ground, not only on the football field, but off of the football field. What he put the cheerleaders through, what he puts the fans through, uh, if you are a Commanders fan, do you really want to spend that type of money to go to a football game? I know FedEx Field is full every Sunday, but is it more of a burden for you to go to a game because of who the owner is? Uh, I hear the parking's off. The parking at Titan Stadium is not that great. But I hear it's even worse at FedEx Field. I don't know how a team could put themselves through what they do. And how fans stick around this long. It took too long for people to buy out Dan Snyder. Took too long. And $6 billion, he got fined $60 million from Roger Goodell. That's a just a drop in the bucket. He's $6 billion. The guy can go off and just be a, a jerk without having anybody worrying about him. I mean, he, he, he's all right now. $6 million, he can, he can live large for a couple of years. But I'm kind of happy to see that. And I'm also kind of interested in seeing, hearing what you guys think about the possibility that next year they're going to have a new name. Magic Johnson, who's one of the minority owners, seems to think that they're going to have a new name. How awesome would that be? 
And I'll tell you this. I'm, I grew up with the Redskins. I'm not going to, I'm not going to say that that's a good name or not, because again, uh, that from my perspective, it's, it's one thing or another, but the Washington football team actually was kind of neat. It reminded me of a, of a, uh, you know, a soccer team, Washington football team. It was actually pretty cool. But again, I'm not a Washington fan so much as I just pay attention to the history of, of, of the sport. So if you're a, a Washington fan, let me know what you think about Dan Snyder selling his team and maybe changing the name. One of the things that really kind of came up in, in this past week for me, especially as a Titans fan, is DeAndre Hopkins uh, signing with with my Titans and, you know, the last week or so. Um, I like DeAndre Hopkins. I didn't like it when he played for the Houston Texans because he was just a terror to my Titans. And and there was a meme that came out that says Tennessee is the place for wide receivers to be buried. And they had pictures of Randy Moss. And then they had a picture of Julio Jones. I don't know uh, what I think so much about this move. I know the Titans had to do something because the wide receiver room was not necessarily good. Uh, It had, you know, we, we got rid of probably one of the best, uh, wide receivers in the game, AJ Brown. We got rid of him, and he took, he took. Of course, with Jalen Hurts going nuts and just being an awesome quarterback, like I knew he would be. Uh, they almost won the Super Bowl. And they probably shouldn't won the Super Bowl last year. Uh, but is AJ Brown and DeAndre Hopkins the same thing? No, DeAndre Hopkins is probably a better route runner and probably has better hands. But he's thirty two years old. The speed that he had coming coming out of college is probably not there yet or not there anymore. But again, when you have that ability to run a route, you have that ability to catch in traffic, speed may not be the issue that you want anymore. We have Traylon Burks. I believe he's fast enough for that. Uh, we have a couple. We have Chig, who is an awesome tight end in the making. They, they got speed on, on their wide receiver. We just needed a wide receiver one. DeAndre Hopkins, and and I even think that uh, the $12 million they paid him plus the $3 million, I believe, is can be bonuses, is not necessarily a overpriced for a man who might have two years left on his career. I mean, said, uh, again, that's one of those things that when I look at, when I look at the game and I look at how the game has valued your, your passing game, Ryan Tannehill, Last couple of years have not has not been himself. Uh, the the Cincinnati game really messed up his his confidence and Nashville's confidence in him and being hurt last year. All we had to do was win one game and we would have been in the playoffs. We would get we would have gotten beat in the first round, but we would have had a playoff game. We didn't have that. Malik Willis uh, was not up to snuff just yet. I believe he's changed. And I believe he'll be better. And Josh Dobbs was not the quarterback that we needed. Uh, we needed Ryan Tannehill to be what we knew Ryan Tannehill could be. Well, we didn't get that. And as a result, we got beat by Jacksonville in, in the last game. And then Jacksonville uh, went further in the playoffs than I thought they would. So Trevor Lawrence, Doug Peterson, that, that you Jacksonville fans right there, you guys have a pretty good future ahead of you. And again, I hate the fact that we're in the same division. Because that means we got to play y'all twice, and I'm not looking forward to that. I also read somewhere 
this week, and and I believe it's from Derrick Henry, uh, my, my my favorite player in the NFL right now, Derrick Henry, that the running back has been devalued. And, and part of it comes from the fact that there are several running backs that got cut uh, this this offseason that hadn't been signed yet or signed at, at bargain basement prices. And and the NFL has really devalued the running back because of number one, it's a passing league now. In the 70s, it was a running league, and that's when you would have more emphasis on the running. But now it's a passing league where the offense is is predicated on an offensive line that can protect a quarterback who can get the ball out to a receiver who can who can bust the bust a yard or two out of nowhere. Again, AJ Brown. You're not going to have a hundred million dollar contract paid to a running back. You're going to have it paid to a guy like AJ Brown or, or a, a guy like uh, Jamar Chase and, and and things like that. You're going to have major contracts being handed out to wide receivers, and the running backs definitely have been devalued. Uh, that being said, you cannot be a one dimension offense you have to have a running back that can take the pressure off of say think about this you put five men in the box maybe six men in the box and you put uh five to six men playing zone or going man to man with with a safety high you're unless you have a a you know a, a running quarterback lamar jackson being probably the best in the league right now you're not going to have them really respect the run if you trot out a guy drafted in the seventh round out of out of no name college, and he is nowhere near a threat to go fifty yards that you can get two yards at him that they can bring up a, a a linebacker to take him down. What you want is a running back who can keep seven or eight men in the box, which means that you will have maybe a single high safety. And your corners covering man to man on a wide receiver, you have taken the pressure off of your quarterback and put it on the defense where offense wants it. So, is it right to say that the running back has been devalued? Yes, it has. It is right. You're not going to have the Ezekiel Elliott type uh, contracts anymore. Derrick Henry got paid but it was minuscule compared to Ezekiel Elliott. And this year is his last year. He'll turn 30 this year. Odds are the Titans are not going to keep Derrick Henry. I hate that. I hate that a lot because Derrick Henry to me is, is a game changer. And if it wasn't for his injury, he would have broken 2000 yards and maybe broken the record a couple of three years ago. You're not going to have that. Dalvin Cook getting cut because he's 27 with a little injury, but 27 that guy is still a game wrecker. That guy's still a game wrecker. You're not going to have uh, running backs lasting that long. I don't know why anybody in their right mind would want to be running back anymore. Would there be a resurgence of running game? Yes, I think there could be a resurgence, but it's not going to be the 70s, three yards in a cloud of dust anymore. You're probably going to find smaller running backs that can cut through the holes or cut around the corners faster. Derrick Henry is is the Terminator. You're not going to have that. You're going to have more people like uh, uh, Nick Chubb, who is a big dude too, but not Derrick Henry big. You're going to have more people like that who can try to avoid the contract contact instead of looking out for it. You know, it's the Lady Zonka. Look for contact. John Riggins, look for contact. 
uh, you're not going to have that. I would think that a guy also has to be a Christian McCaffrey who can go a thousand, a thousand. He is a weapon anywhere he stands up. And that what that's what makes him such a dangerous weapon for the uh, San Francisco 49ers. He, he is, you know, he is uh Roger Craig of his era. They can go a thousand yards, a thousand yards. It's amazing. So yeah, the, the, the running back has been devalued, but it's not necessarily a gone position. I believe it still can be very influential in the NFL. This week uh, also, or last week, actually, it's, it's Sunday that I'm doing this. So it was last week. I got a ticket to a game and said, "Woo! I get to go to a game. I'm going to go to the New Orleans Saints-Tampa Bay game October 1st. Now, if you're down in New Orleans, beautiful city, love the city. I mean, yeah, these are awesome. Golly, they're awesome. Uh, and you see me out there, come up and say hi. I, I love to meet uh, fans of different teams. And if you want to, if you're a Saints fan and want to come on, just just let me know and I'll get you on. I found out that I can get tickets to a Saints game cheaper than I can to a Titans game. Never been to a never been to a game down there. I've been to New Orleans twice. This will be three times, but I've never been to a game there. I'm actually looking forward to experiencing uh, that that beautiful, awesome city down there. I I think that out of all the cities that I have visited, and there's really not much, but I've been to several. Uh, New Orleans is one of my favorites simply because it is alive. And I know the fan base is alive too. It's it's neat to see how different fan bases handle uh, their 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 teams. Titans fans, we're very passive, and I say passive is not necessarily a bad thing. Nashville is kind of a laid back city. We're country folks. We're just we're just here. We 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 get passionate, but it's not a ratcheted up type of thing. New Orleans fans, I've seen on on the internet and on TV, y'all are passionate, and, and it it puts other teams to shame. I think that your passion can can uh, it it compares to something like a Philadelphia or even a Dallas, uh, if you look at it like that. Although Dallas might be a different type of passion, but you know it's very similar concept. I'm looking forward to seeing New Orleans and seeing the 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 deal. And I'm looking forward again to eating four or five beignets and regretting it the next day. But at the time, I'm going to enjoy it. Last thing I want to talk about is, and I don't know if the NFL heard me. <laughs> I'm just a I'm just a podcaster, but I am looking at right now the throwback jerseys of that that's coming out this this year. Uh, I believe that there are four. You know, you have the the Philadelphia Eagles, which I always thought that Kelly Green was just beautiful. I mean, that's Randall Cunningham. That's Jerome Brown. That's uh, Reggie White. That team. Oh, I love the Kelly Green. You, you Philly fans, you have one of the best uniform combinations and helmets I've ever seen. I hated that you changed. I get changing times, but I hated that you changed. Kelly Green. Uh, I love it. Just love it. Uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, y'all are going back to your creamsicle for a game or two. I think that that is one of the things that I enjoy about uh, about the games as well. Uh, you get to we people used to make fun of the creamsicles. Now they consider it retro and awesome. I like the creamsicles. I it it shows you how far you as Tampa Bay as a team has gotten since nineteen really seventy six, where you lost several games in a row. 
And now you are two-time Super Bowl champion, and my Titans have not won a Super Bowl. So uh, y'all have come a long way and respect the old school look. I'll tell you a story real quick before I get to the other one. My, my daughter and I are playing Minecraft, and I put on gold armor. And I looked awesome, but if you played Minecraft, you know that gold armor is not good. And I said, look at the drip that I'm wearing. My daughter nearly punched me. She said, you're too old to be talking about drip. And I said, you know what? You're probably right. So now I use it every other word around her and it drives her crazy. I just think that's what it means to be a dad and have a daughter like that. Tampa Bay has good drip. Now I'm not going to use that word again on this podcast. Uh, Seattle, going back to the old school. I love it. That's Steve Largent and that's Kurt Warner and that's Jim Zorn. That is Seattle football to me. That's the Seattle football that I followed growing up before I became a Broncos fan. I love the the blue, and I'm not I'm colorblind, so I'm, it may be green, but it looks blue to me. I, I just just the way the Seahawk looks, it's just awesome. And that that's me. If I could say my favorite one out of the three that I just mentioned, it's a close tie. It's a close one two between Seattle and Philadelphia. Now, on my phone right now, I have an oil derrick because the Titans have introduced their throwbacks. It's the Houston Oilers. I respect the old school because I do the love, love you blue, the, the bum Phillips, the Warren moon, uh, that sort of the Chris Sanders, that sort of thing. I respect that Mike Munchak, Bruce Matthews, even they even had Steve McNair and Eddie George as a Houston oiler and later on Tennessee oiler. Um, in fact, the first hat I bought of the Titans were actually when they were Tennessee Oilers. I bought it from a, a I, I don't remember. I think it was Dillard's in Bellevue. I bought one because I had to have it. Just had to have it. Now I look at it and it's the ugliest thing I ever, but I kept it all these years. Little little bit of controversy. Are we making fun of Houston? Are we mocking Houston? And the answer is, as a Titans fan, yes, we are. Yes, we are. Um the Bud Adams, when he left Houston, and he didn't leave on the good terms. It was bad. Bud Adams said, we're going to retire the Oiler name. And as a result of that, the Oilers did not come back to Houston. You got the Texans. As a Titans fan, I hate that. Because I grew up watching the Oilers. I played the Oilers on Tecmo Bowl Super Bowl. I loved them. I loved the passing. Warman's just amazing. I don't appreciate what Bud Adams did, but it is his team and he can do it. To me, and I have a friend down in, down in that area who who puts things on Facebook or, excuse me, on Twitter about the Oilers. And I would love for the Houston Texans to be the Houston Oilers. It would make more sense. Texans is a pretty neat symbol and pretty neat name, but the Oilers is history. From the 60s on, it's history. I do like our throwback jersey. It will be a thumb to the eye, and I don't know if I agree with it, but it'd be a thumb to the eye if we trot out when we play Houston up in Nashville wearing the Houston Oilers. I don't know if we need to do that, but we probably will. We probably will. It'd be even worse if we go down to Houston and wear it, but I don't think we can. the team would be able to leave Houston after wearing that. It's just It'd be wrong. But those are some thoughts that I had about this week in football or this last couple of weeks in football. Any, any response to this, just let me know. 
message me at Jeremy underscore McFarland. Follow and like this and and rate me if you would. Please tell me what I can do uh, better. Tell me what I'm doing uh, doing great and let me know what, what I can do in the comments. Thank you all and have a great day. I'd like to introduce you to one of our newest sponsors, FunkyChunky.com. What is Funky Chunky? Funky Chunky is a website that sells a lot of different things, but it basically deals with popcorn, great tasting variety type popcorn. They sent me uh, a a gift bag and I uh, uh, five different types and my family and I, we ate them within about five minutes of getting them. My favorite was the chocolate pretzels. They don't only have popcorn, they have pretzels. This chocolate pretzels, let me tell you about this. Crunchy, salty, pretzels laced with chewy, gooey caramel and a ton of chocolatey decadence make our chocolate pretzels mix so outright irresistible. Let me say that no one else got a hold of that. Got a hold of that. No one else did. But some of them ate the sea salt caramel popcorn that they had available. The peanut butter cup popcorn, which I thought was very well were very well made and chip zell pop which has potato chips and caramel and pretzels and chocolatey drizzle and the nutty cocoa pop which i thought was awesome as well i didn't find one that i didn't like but you know if you say well what's your favorite my favorite would be the chocolate pretzels so if you want to get a get a look at this and, and give them a go go to funkychunky.com and tell them that jeremy mcfarland from the football's family podcast sent you Hey there, Sports History fan. This is Arnie Chapman, a.k.a. the Football History Dude, and I wanted to thank you for stopping by to listen to another episode here on the Sports History Network. Our podcasters are passionate about uncovering and sharing sports stories from yesteryear. And if you didn't know it already, we have over 30 shows across the network covering all sorts of sports history topics. In fact, here's a glimpse into one of our awesome podcasts here on the network. Join George Bozica, the president of the PFRA, and myself, John Bozica, each month for the Professional Football Researchers Association official podcast. We'll discuss the history of the game, the many names of the game, and so many different things for you, making the history of football not only entertaining, but fun at the same time, as we join you on the Sports History Network on the official PFRA podcast. How about that? I bet you're super hyped to go listen to that new podcast, right? Well, to learn about this show and all the other podcasts on the network, head over to sportshistorynetwork.com forward slash podcast. Again, that's sportshistorynetwork.com forward slash podcast. Head over there today to find your next favorite sports history podcast.